0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about racing games, esports and sim racing. Joining us today is Florian Hasper, the CEO of the Virtual Competition Organisation. We're going to talk about the future of sim racing, not just esports events, but how the industry pushes forward in general. As the CEO of VCO, as we just said, he organises or helps organise sim racing esports events and broadcast them, but also the Physical Send It magazine, and the yearly VCO Simi Awards. So, there are very few people in the world who can talk with such forthrightness about the future of sim racing. So, hope you enjoy this forward-looking conversation. Okay, Florian, pleasure to speak to you. How are you today?
1: Hi, Tom. Uh, All good. I mean, it's... uh uh, it's been uh, a busy, busy time, busy weeks, and so on. So, uh, um, also health-wise and struggling a bit, but uh, feeling feeling okay today.
0: Well, I'm glad you're on uh the mend and also with this industry i don't think there is any time to rest ever is there because it's such a quick and evolving uh sector sim racing and esports
1: absolutely and you and you always can do things you know what i mean i mean if you are um putting out content creating content and doing this with your team or on your own you can do this anytime you can do it at three o'clock at night and this is this is what makes it quite tiring at, uh, yes. at times. but but this is the cool thing about it
0: Yeah, I know that feeling all too well having uh, got up at 5am this morning to finish a game review. Uh, So I would think it was a good opportunity to speak to you about sort of the the wider uh, industry, so racing, esports and sim racing and your opinions and where it could go from here but also what uh, VCO is currently working on and doing so well at the minute with. But before we do that, also I think it would be nice to know a bit of context about yourself. So I believe you had a, a background in sports journalism, uh, Mudspot, and PR for BMW Mudspot. Is that correct? And and how did you make the jump from there to uh, creating uh, your own agency that then has uh, VCO and an esports team?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, my my childhood dream was to be a uh, uh, football uh, yeah commentator. Yeah, so this is what I wanted to be, and uh, um, and then this developed into sports journalist and so on. So um, I started studying in Hamburg, and uh, yeah, it was it was. Just what you do, yeah, doing english as uh, as a as a main main subject, and so on. And so my goal always was well, how do I sneak into sports journalism? and then this this chance arrived in the I don't know how you call it in English, but uh, after my first part of the of the studies, then I had a just an internship at sport one de and Sport1.de was a was the first big sports website or still is the the first sports website in Germany. Uh, it was huge at the time. There was so many editors and people writing for it, and motor motor racing was was really big at the time with Schumacher and so on. Um, and so I, sorry, I went there, and uh, and this is still the. Most decisive, let's say, moment of my career, if you want, professionally, because then I went to this editor of Sport 1 and I said, "Okay, so what can I do here?" And then, uh, and then I I said, "Football, this is what I want." He said, "No, no, no spaces left, so we don't have any positions." Okay, then uh, basketball because basketball there was Dirk Nowitzki, I don't know, was he there? But no, tennis, Boris Becker, Steffi Graf. No, I said, "Guys, what do you have? Yeah, what is what is possible?" <laughs> and then they said, "Motor racing." Said, "Yes, of course, I love motor racing." So I just wanted get in there i had no clue uh, about writing and all that so um, and then i did two years of of um, yeah education at, at sport one learned a lot worked in the motor racing department wrote about formula one and so on um, yeah, and I started getting connected to BMW at the time because Spot one was doing work for BMW. So it was BMW Williams F1 team. It was setting uh, up the yeah. website. So it was really the, the first websites that were done. We we're not talking about Facebook or, or Instagram or all these things. It was just plain website uh, texts. Yeah, and so um, this is how it started. And then I yeah stayed there, went to another agency, worked with them for seven years. Uh, also heavily involved in motor racing um and we also did stuff for BMW and then yeah in 2012 i founded with two other guys uh my my own agency Boriswood plus um yeah and we continue doing things with BMW so and with motor racing other motor racing customers as well so I've been involved in motor racing let's say all my life and um, uh, did many many races in WTCC um, DTM then uh, all those years and uh, many many let's say on track, not on track, but trackside experience and great moments to share with so many great drivers uh, from the BMW realm, but also from the other manufacturers. Yeah, then this switch to the, to the virtual world uh, happened in 2020.
0: Yes, yeah, so 2020 was a huge year for sim racing esports, um, principally because as well of the really unfortunate, terrible pandemic. But it, there was a good opportunity there for the virtual racing scene did vco esports spawn out of that challenging time
1: yeah to a to a certain degree yes i mean but the but the important bit is that we had thought about doing something like vco earlier yeah right. so yeah. i mean in 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 2019 we we did the first event with bmw as let's say our with our agency and this was really when i when i got to know iRacing and how to set up an event and i mean it was it was just strange uh, at the time we we didn't know how to how to use liveries right, and to so it was a very naive thing. But still, there was a race going on. It was broadcast on the BMW Motorsport channels, and then the two winning drivers went to went to the uh, real world Le Mans, where BMW was competing in the GTE class. So this was our first, or my personal first contact to sim racing, and uh, and I thought, okay, this is cool. This is something interesting. So the first idea definitely was BS Plus competition. Um, uh, on the on the team side because I said okay is there a chance that from becoming a becoming a service or from, from being a service provider, just writing press releases, doing work for manufacturers or customers, could we create something that belongs to us, Yeah, like our own team and our own, um, let's say, driver uh, driver lineup and so on. So I found this interesting and said, okay, let's do it. And then VCO was the second step because quite quickly, oh, we understood that, uh, that there's an organization missing or was missing at the time, maybe missing still today, or maybe we could fill in this, this void maybe. Um, to bring some more or extra professionalism in it in terms of communication because this is this is what we what we are doing every day with my team and so on so doing social channels content production and so on so this was the main idea for VCO to to bring something new to sim racing or something additional let's say so it all happened in 2019 in terms of thoughts or thinking about it and then 2020 we executed both things um, or started both uh, both projects BS Plus competition and uh, and VCO
0: yeah, do you, obviously you have your know, previous ties and current ties with your industry with BMW. Are they directly involved with VCO or BS plus competition in any way?
1: I mean, BS competition on the in the in the way that we that we have a team, uh, let's say, contract. We are one of the three official sim teams this year for the second year being. So this is something where we are deeply connected to BMW. To be honest, as I am connected to this brand so deeply or have been over the years, it was obvious that we, well, if we have a choice to run a BMW, a competitive one, then we would, I would say, do it naturally. But this is very important to me that we are not forced to do all that. So uh, we are representing BMW in many races. Um, but we can also run a Mercedes and a Porsche or whatever if this uh, if we want it. And this is, I think, quite hmm. quite cool in the uh, or cool cool side of the BMW approach that they that they allow us to do it. Yeah. So it's not like contracted and then you just do BMW. So we can do a lot of things with BS plus competition, which is cool. Um, so they are involved there, uh, but only for the races that we represent them. And okay. uh, and VCO no direct connection. I mean, uh, I always love to be transparent so you know there are always conspiracy theories going uh, going on i mean obviously we we have to earn money from something and bmw is still a customer and a great customer for our agency side of things so this is where money comes in but we as let's say independent people decide to reinvest money and to do vco stuff or vs competition stuff or whatever so uh, if you want and if you're totally strict you can say okay bmw money is used to do things with VCO, but uh, but yeah, then this is the case. But That's they are not taking, yeah. taking any any influence or, or whatever. So we are, and this is what I'm proud of. VCO is a completely independent, I would say, uh, uh, platform or uh, yeah. entity, and this is this is very important because otherwise we can't do these things that we are that we want to do
0: yeah thank you for that clarification like you say there, there are conspiracies theories out there sometimes in the sim racing community especially that seems to be the rigor these days but that's an important distinction there that, that you made when um, you mentioned when VCO uh, East was created its first esports events or broadcasting the first ones how do you think um, the company has evolved from that very first one which I think you had uh, broadcast the digital ring series uh, first how it, has it grown from then have you learned a lot in that time
1: Two years ago, we we couldn't come up with this big one vision, and this is what we wanted to do. We just felt that we could give something to the to the genre, I would say, yeah. With let's say providing our uh, the high class photos and video stuff and so on, just to make more of what was there already. Uh, there were great races, there were great teams and drivers involved, but then they were just over, and nothing happened. There was no. Yeah picture material no no content no one tweeted about it it was just on to the next one this is my most hated tweet like on to the next one you 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 never talk about the the current one or the past one it's always rushing off to the next next event i think this is what we found when 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 we first looked at sim racing and so this was the the initial idea when we did did the dnls uh, in the in the first year, it was yeah, it was many coincidences in, involved because I think they had done one, one, uh, one test event or pilot event, and then they they were thinking about doing more or, or a full series, but it was difficult with the funding and so on. And then I thought, okay, maybe this is a good good place or good chance or good situation for us as VCO to get involved or to show up for for the first time because there was a cool product. Many people had watched the first. First event from the real world community, I would say. So it was a it was a good, let's say, hybrid hybrid event with many real world races involved and so on. And so I thought, okay, let's let's talk to the guys from the Nurburgring and from mm-hmm. Mark Henritzi and can we get involved? And then we got involved. But this was more or less a sponsorship, I would say. So we so we got involved as a partner, and right. we and we built our our channels. But this was let's say, or this then developed into a into a sort of a strategy or a partner strategy because we knew vco needed to gain the acceptance of the community first like, like partnering existing series or partnering existing uh communities or, or or yeah stuff that was already going on and then to show what we want to do with it like adding the high quality communications or or pictures or whatever to the to it so it, it was a pilot project and then we yeah, did many more partnerships with with other series afterwards, even before hosting our own events, which was then the ProSim series at the end of 2020.
0: I can tell uh, I've been dealing with VCO as well on a regular basis in so much as sometimes I might write, write a race report or we might have um, one of our traction team members write a race report. Like last night, for example, was the first summer race of the eSports Racing League in the British Touring Car Toyotas. Uh, within our factor two, it was a great event. And we have a race report, which I will finish editing after our chat here. And thanks to VCO, there's a, you know there's like an email press release, but there's also the media uh, image pool that I can use and access. And that means I can publish something on a separate website to entity to VCO, right? Traction.gg, which then hopefully people might read and they might watch more VCO races and having the access to the high quality images, for example, is a big help for me, so I just wanted to say thank you very much for doing that. And I do think that is a big thing that one of the elements of VCO does to elevate itself over some other uh, esports entities. Let's say,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is this is where we come from. You know, to promote or to to do PR and to enable um, uh, uh, PR and 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 journalistic work with the events that are happening. And this is what I mentioned earlier. With okay, on to the next one. No, but. Times, uh, teams, and drivers, and also the organizers spend so much time and passion and also money to a certain degree in into all these great great events that happen on a on a weekly basis. And I'm not talking about let's say the the big virtual Le Mans series or all these let's say yeah. let's say real world driven series, but just the usual sim racing stuff. Uh, there's and it's just a, such a waste of of yeah passion and talent and everything that you just move on all the time you have to let's say slow down look at the event and report about it properly Mm. just to just to have a chance to make it all grow that everyone benefits again and this was the idea so um um, i still think we're at the very beginning of all that so i I mean how many people use our our content pool and all that i mean but we keep doing it because i'm convinced that it will take time and we need to do it maybe another year and another year just uh, and this is where i think that at some point the boom will start and then it might be double let's say valuable that there already is a structure that is providing everything that 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 people know from the real world already because everyone expects bmw to have a content pool or red bull or everyone and in sim racing we are we are getting there, and the big series do it. But we, with VCO, also include the VW Jetta Cup on Racing, which is done by by one great guy, Jack. Yeah, he's yeah. he's running it, and this is also part of sim racing. But we give him professional pictures so he can promote it and and just um, grow it. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, and, and and the organizers are also the teams and drivers taking part. They can then maybe potentially share them on social media as well, and that also. Builds a groundswell. I was actually going to ask you about the Jet Cup because I think that's interesting. You it, know, it's um, is it part of the philosophy as well for VCO to help out perhaps some of the uh, up and coming series, yeah, alongside creating your own yeah. like flagship events.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this is this is why we teamed up, let's say, with with Ivra with uh, the twenty four hour series. Now, which is which is a big real world. Project Twenty Four Hour Series in the in the real world having VCO stickers on all their cars last year, so this was surreal. Yeah, to uh, as part of this partnership, but um, and there are yeah many many others. Yeah, but World EX, we also cooperating with. It's like uh, giving these or helping these platforms or these series to uh, yeah do proper communication and uh, and to yeah be professional or to give them a chance or to help them grow yeah and obviously we want to grow with them yeah so showing that what we can do and uh, um, that our channel's are also growing i mean this is what you guys attraction also know you know it's like growing your yeah. your followership or not followership i mean it it really should become a fan base i would say yeah so this is hard work yeah and uh, and uh, a lots
0: uh, of hard work yeah <laughs>
1: hard work and uh, but in the end you know if you if we have 6000 people on a on a vco esports twitch followers yeah not viewers which is which is a pity um then then this then i'm grateful for this because everyone decided to join us on our mission to a certain degree and this is hard work you need patience and then we want to let also smaller series people who are running cool things mm. uh, like like jack with the with the Jetta cup or the or the touring car series that he did this is this is also part of sim racing if we want to let's say combine it all but we also want to do for sure this big or the top-notch let's say esports competitions this is then the the book end let's say of our of our uh, philosophy uh, and and, and uh, but it all belongs together and yeah. still this is so important we need to grow it together that there, this esports side can exist and the let's say community side can exist and only the combination of both I think makes will will create something that is then big or that big that or as big as we all want it to be sure. or uh, maybe there are also or there are surely many people that that are not interested in growing these things why i mean you know you just enjoy racing then then you don't care about Mm. what the community does or what vco does and i always said this is totally fine yeah it's not that everyone needs to want sim racing to be a growing esports category but at least it's our goal with the stuff that, that that we do yeah
0: yeah well speaking of uh one of the bigger events Recently, you had the eSports Racing World Cup, which has now sort of evolved into the eSports Racing League. There was the Spring Cup already complete. We're in the middle or just starting the Summer Cup. Uh, what was the idea behind this and how do you think it's going so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is what I, what I said uh, early on. I mean, this top-notch eSports competition. I think, and this is now funny because I'm I am personally went through a transition, I would say. I'm a, I'm a motor racing guy, so I have attended... I don't know, 124 hour races. Yes. So I know how it feels and how cool endurance racing is in the real world. But I was quite sure that, or I am quite convinced that, um, that sim racing can, can do more and can have the, let's say conventional racing, like being inspired from the real world and so on. This is a big, big part. And, uh, and we also do a lot of things there. Um, but it also needs a, has the potential for more esports inspired competitions and this was the idea behind the World Cup and this this is all yeah this is all inspired by the other esports competitions to be honest like Rocket League or or League of Legends and so on because we through our agency jobs we we gained so much experience on these sectors and i said okay why not structure the whole year like having having three seasonal splits or something like everyone does it in the normal esports uh, world like uh, spring summer fall and so on and then you have this one big Let's say worlds or world championship or world cup. This is how we call it in the end, where we bring people together and at least do this as a big life event, um, uh, as the vision. Yeah. And so this is how it all started, getting inspiration from from the likes of Rocket League. And then I thought, okay, how how can we set it up? And you you cannot do too many races or too many events because there are so many. So many competing series at the moment you, yes, know, there is. you really yep. have to yes. find your slots and so on mm. uh but then this this system or this idea for this format developed like having a short regular season and a masters so you have a have a highlight so this is what the spring summer and fall cups are all about three regular events and one one masters thing and to change the the format of racing like doing it in a in a tournament style yeah like having heats and quarterfinals and then a one-on-one let's say final which is still the uh, still i'm i'm still convinced that this is that this is vco style and this needs to be because um uh, only then you know uh, also the the fans and the community can can really relate or start relating to a team properly i mean everyone knows red line Mm -hmm. and so on but If there's an upset and then someone or one team makes it into the finals, which was not expected there, then suddenly they are there as a team and they are seen and they can compete with Redline suddenly and can maybe challenge them. Maybe they lose, but maybe they don't. And so uh, let's see. But uh, yeah, this was the vision for ERL having an esports format, something new um, and delivering a platform for the teams to Shine and to create new storylines and, and new stories and say, okay, we we now have a battle with with redline because we always meet them in the finals and so on. So this is, I, I, I think, only only possible in the ERL at the moment, and uh, and I'm uh, and I really like it.
0: It's certainly uh, a unique in the sim racing space, and that's why it's so interesting to me, anyway. And like speaking it. of something different in a digital world, VCO has created an analog media outlet i suppose or the send it magazine here which i have the first issue which i purchased and got delivered and read through immediately it's a fascinating read and it's really well produced high quality paper and some good writing and images throughout so talk to me through the the theory behind send it which i believe is uh episode one is available issue one is available now but i guess there's going to be a second issue throughout the year as well
1: yeah absolutely in uh, in early august yeah and i mean you know we are no publishing house. Yeah, we are. This was this was an idea that came up from Daniel Becker. He's a he's a one of our let's say agency colleagues. He's doing a lot of things and doing a lot of golf and not so much an e- esports guy, funnily enough. Yeah, so he's not a not a not a sim racing author or writer or whatever, but uh, but he in his former life or in his former job he was running a a youth magazine, yellow you know, one of the biggest, or he was involved in running it, Bravo Sport, you know, which was a which was um which is dedicated to young people and then having a sports magazine. So and and he was editorially in charge of that. And then one one night we we had a drink and he said Florian I now have to ask you can't we do a, an esports racing magazine? Because I would love to do it. I know how to do it. I've done a magazine before. Uh, we, we have the people here who can write. You have contacts from the community. So, what about it? Uh, how about it? And I said, okay, uh, calculating, let's say, costs for prints and all that. And yeah. let's. let's and, and it costs money, especially for the, for the, for the first bits. Yeah. And it's uh, anyway, we can talk about later. but then I said, yes, let's, let's go for it. It's a, it it sounds crazy. And, uh, and then we, we talked to, let's say Niels Naujoks, who's also involved with, with us uh, uh, and so on. And he said, yeah, there are so many ideas, so many, so many technical stories, so many faces, so many people that we could portray and, and, uh, and with VCO, we, we we have good contacts you know to to teams and drivers so basically huh. and this is then that made Made it click. We have access to basically everything because all the people want to talk about it. You know, it's not like in real-world motor racing, you get to manufacturers sometimes. Oh yeah, sorry, we cannot talk about this and that, and uh, or yep. to to professional drivers. You know, that that they have a PR and you cannot interview them and so on. But but here you send a Discord message and then you can do <laughs> your your That's interview. That's very true. Uh, yeah, and um, so it's to a certain extent, it's way easier to produce the content. Although it's still hard because we are we are still not doing this, let's say full time. It's not like that there are ten people working on a on a on a sended magazine, but it's our let's say regular guys that are working with us that say, okay, I will I will write these extra stories because I love the because I love the project, but they still have to let's say produce our our customer stuff where we have to earn the money. So it's a lot of passion involved. Yes 10 euros are let's say not not cheap I would say uh, but still producing everything is still more expensive so we don't get rich uh, out of send it but this was not the plan so it's just getting something new um, in the disguise in the disguise of something very old which is a print which is a print magazine but I thought okay people love trophies people love things in sim racing maybe they also love a love a cool, high-quality thing that they can really read, but then also put it on the shelf and not throw it away because it was so cheap, yeah? And this this was the goal.
0: yeah? well, I also think, I don't want to go too down a rabbit hole of publishing trends, no, no, no. but yeah. there is a trend of uh, sort of, yeah, higher quality like quarterly or three times a year magazines at the minute which have higher production quality, and you want to make time and sit down and read the long-form articles. And uh, so this seems to fill that that gap for this sim racing community so uh, you also have had in previous years the simi awards which again is something slightly different and unique and pushing the boundaries of eSport or racing esports. is that something you would like to return in the future yeah
1: yeah absolutely i mean this is this is uh i mean this is also what what i mentioned earlier this was there was a vacuum two or three years ago when right. no one else did it i mean it's like uh and the and the community deserved it you know to To have something physical and say okay who was the best guy in this category so uh esports awards it's it's such a big thing in the normal or normal in the other esports categories and it's huge and big partners involved and so on and for sim racing we have nothing yeah i i just couldn't believe that two years ago or or three years now uh now there are the autosport awards and there are there are things happening this is this is all good but um yeah we wanted to create something for the for the community and to be honest this was really one of the biggest investments that we did because these trophies are expensive yeah so <laughs> these are not like like ordering it from the from the from the guy around the corner this was really a something yeah from from our hearts again because we think okay yeah it, it, it needs to be our own creation it needs to be the semi which we do and then so so this is so it's not the, not prize money involved, but really this this trophy, which is unique, I would say. And uh, so this was the the idea here, and we will definitely continue for uh, for this year. And by the way, um, I think in year one we 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 had a jury. Then it was a full public vote. For the second year, and we definitely need a jury part again. So I would like to invite you to this uh, definitely to be um, to be part of the jury. Yeah? Uh, because, oh wow! Uh, um, this is really important, and uh, so we have fifty percent jury again and fifty percent public okay. vote, and so we can um, so we can create something there.
0: Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that'll be that'll be really cool. And we first yeah. spoke actually on a, on a jury panel, didn't we, for the spot uh, Awards? Uh, yeah. And this obviously, Simi's purely focused on esports. spots, so yeah. uh, that sounds like a good combination. Yeah, best of luck with that this year, and it's something I always worth think is worth checking out. Who's won? Who's up for the for the nomination. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. Uh, I, I'm I'm sensing when we're talking that you have a huge amount of uh, passion for this topic, for the for the industry, for the potential for uh, what VCO is doing and also on a, a wider level you, are, you also have BS Plus competition as a team so when you're watching esports events are you are you cheering them on more than other teams perhaps or are you just excited that the, the, the sim racing community is progressing
1: I mean now again is that I a tricky question Absolutely. I mean, you know, there are there are memes uh, uh, circulating that you know everything is BS competition and VCO and Hasper and so on. This is this is funny and, and 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 ridiculous at the same time because I mean, how how stupid could I be to to let's say um, uh, yeah uh, I don't know the the English word now to do um, to, to give preferred treatment to bias competition, and VCO competition. It doesn't make sense. Yes. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, so I think that that. If BS competitions competing in VCO stuff. They haven't um, uh, not a disadvantage, but in terms of me cheering for them, because I'm very careful, and they never get a message like like good luck, guys, as we normally have an exchange in front of or ahead of any other event. But I'm I'm so busy with the VCO side that I cannot oh, yeah. really really <laughs> think about this competition at that moment. Yeah. Um, uh, but obviously, I'm then happy if I see them winning a race or whatever. But then we move on to the to the next one, and uh, um, and then I'm then I'm happy. If, uh, if any other team wins. Yeah, but.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of the future and where things go, um, there's, I think you've previously mentioned earlier at the start of our conversation, and I think you're separating almost, yeah, esports and sim racing, motorsport, esports. And and also then the real world drivers elevating in the pandemic these set one off events, but there's actually the, the professional sim racing drivers and teams who do it as a full-time profession and it's and I think to sustain the sport it's to increase the awareness and visibility of these particular drivers not so much the real world drivers coming in in some respects is that something that you would agree with or disagree with and how do you think uh, elevating the full-time sim racing team to drivers you know any ideas of how that will progress over the next five years
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, but but, but 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 it's crucial because we're dealing with it also from the VCO standpoint, you know, I mean, do we need to do or do we want to do another pro sim series because it's big that pro real world pros do a sim race? I mean, this is all, I would say, not totally relevant anymore because it's it's uh, it's. Everything is in there. So we have Max Verstappen doing sim racing, and he's he's the world champion. Then we have uh, other guys who are quick in a, in a in a car, maybe that are great sim racers. So so uh, and and also higher uh, higher categories. I mean, if you look at our former driver Logan Heinrich, who is now uh, driving for for Coranda in the virtual world, but he's a Porsche junior. He is he's doing Super Cup and Carrera Cup. So I think these lines have completely blurred. So 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 I think. Um, uh, there are one or two or three big names that are relevant and that could really push sim racing and do push sim racing like Max, for instance, or yep. and so on, Tony Canan. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's great that these guys are there, um, but but our job should be or must be parallel or in parallel to that, to um, yeah, to make the young sim racers look good, to make them to make them uh, um, grow a fan base as well. And there are, I mean. They are, or many of them, are part of a generation that knows how to use TikTok, that knows how to use Instagram and all that. So it's much easier to grow a following. And some of them really have huge followings already. I mean, and I'm not talking about F1 eSports now. Yeah, we know where we have, if you are re- related to something F1 related, it's again a different story because you would expect the series to have more viewers if F1 is on it or, or the yeah, F1. Of course. Of course. And uh, so... We always have to be careful what we are talking about, which which game, which title, which which series that is behind. And um, first big challenge is to have the full-time sim racers. I mean, this is I mean, this is what I see with B's competition. Yes, we are a sort of professional team. We invest money in it uh, and so on. But still, we don't have a real full-time sim racer. They are either students or or they are working. I mean, and then they work on the setups and do do the events, which is no explanation why we do not win every race but it's an explanation oh well no it's a fact yeah and yeah. Uh, i think the same goals for so many other teams and now you also have teams that, let's say, have four of them, or maybe six, or whatever, and then you see that they benefit from it big time because if you can drive, or if you can use four full-time drivers work on a, on a, on a, on a, on setup options, then of course they will be better than from the one guy doing it from seven to seven to eight uh, in the evening. So, but this is not about complaining. This is about the vision. We we need to grow the whole sport that. More and more teams are able to pay their people decent money, and uh, and this is what it all comes down. If I like every aspect of it, I don't know to be honest. If I look at other esports titles, I mean, where a lot of money is involved, I mean, this then also reaches a point where I say, okay, is it really necessary to pay uh, this or that player ten thousand per month? Is it really worth it in the return that you get back as an organization? But these are the, but this should be the goal um that we that more and more teams are able to to yeah offer this to their drivers because then they have the time to do social media they have the time to take care of their channels and so on because it's all always time involved and you cannot ask a normal guy who's working in the in a in a, in a car workshop that they have the best Twitter channel in the world. yeah this doesn't work yeah, so uh, so um, this must be our joint vision. To enable as many teams and drivers to grow and do it,
0: I think it's a, a huge challenge. But I think you're right. I think if we can have a sustainable uh, sector of the market or sport that can then provide for younger drivers coming up who have maybe then they've gone through schooling, but then now they can have some sort of living or wage or at least an opportunity of that to strive for so that then we can grow the sport but also make sure that uh, the competitors are in a comfortable place as well. That would be good. I don't want to keep you too long. So I think I'll ask you one one final question, Florian, which is, um, I was in Munich recently for the Range Sports uh, Reveal event summit and while I was there, obviously, I'm well aware that not only is it the home of French Sport, but Munich is a home of BMW. It's also the home of BS Plus competition and VCOE sports. Uh, Fanatec is there. I'm sure there are several other organisations involved. What's what is it about Munich? Do you think that has is making it some sort of sim racing hub?
1: No idea. I would say many
0: <laughs> many,
1: many <laughs> coincidences. Yeah, I would say. Um, uh, we are in Munich because BMW is in Munich. Uh, so, BS competition is quite likely to be in Munich, um, uh, if you want. Uh, I mean, the connection or the or our story with, with rennsport is interesting because they're actually based at the same address just now, I think. I think they're moving yeah. or planning to move, I don't know. Uh, and I've known Morris for, for, for quite a while, yeah. So, this has been interesting, but we are not, let's say, linked to each other, which is very important because, again, there are conspiracy theories and uh, that I heard that This must all be the same, which is not. But to have, let's say, two sim racing related um, directions coming from the same building, this is interesting and definitely a huge coincidence because uh yeah they were they were doing their way or going their route we were doing um or decided to do the vco route uh, at some point and now it's interesting that uh three years later they they present a game and um, we are attending as vco and have a first look and we are uh, so this is sort of surreal yeah but it's uh but it's there and mm-hmm. it's I- it, it makes me proud that so many of these people come from munich at the moment yeah
0: yeah, well, it seems like there's a a good vibe there for uh, sim racing, and it was really cool to be there recently. So
1: maybe no no final re- remark on the on the board guys. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: uh, it's just great to have a even a wider wider variety of let's say let's say platforms. Yeah? Oh, I agree from the, yeah. from, the, from the from the VCO perspective. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is why we why we do a multi platform thing with the ERL. It's not like okay, this is an iRacing competition or an ACC one. So we want that this is a sim racing competition and an eSports competition and uh, we are yeah so um, it's just great to have more more options for the for the future right? if this turns out to, to be uh, so successful
0: yeah I agree and a competition pushes everybody forward so fascinating to see how that particular platform develops well Florian, thank you very much for your time and I, I wish you all the best and hope you're keeping healthy
1: absolutely thank you tom for your for your questions and your time and uh, thanks for having me
0: well thank you very much for listening and watching and thank you to to florian for his time he's obviously very busy with many projects on the go but it's fascinating that he thinks that sim racing still has this big growth spurt to go which is very satisfying and pleasing for everybody for fans all those in the industry if you'd like to hear more insightful interviews like this then what really helps us out on the Traction.gg podcast is if you subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts, if you follow and rate on Spotify, and if you like and subscribe and comment on YouTube, With perhaps you can let us know who you'd like to be on the next future episodes of the podcast. That's an interesting idea. Just leave a comment on the website or on the YouTube channel. But that's it for now. Keep it pinned, and we'll be back soon with a brand new episode.